0: There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnirb now for Hilchos Shabbos only on 101.9 High FM. 1.9 Hay FM. welcome welcome this is soul to soul back on your radio again baruch hashem this era of shabbos shabbos kodesh parashas shabbos of chazak chazak of sefer vayikra shabbos that's going to be shabbos mevorachim of kodesh sivan we are just one week away from shavuos as we get ready for that amazing amazing day to prepare ourselves that we again going to have the opportunity to stand at the foot of our Sinai and say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu seven nishma. we really want to accept and dedicate ourselves to learning your Torah to knowing your Torah better to understanding better what it is that you HaKadosh Baruch Hu want from, from us and that's our work and this week we have Pashas B'Chuklesa which is very interestingly specifically placed before Shavuot's and the main theme of Pas Shmukhukar is, of course, the tremendous promises and blessings that Hashem will rain down on our heads if we do what it is that a wants us to do. And at the same time, there there the whole list of, of 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 curses of of things that that could happen if we fail to live up to our expectations, if we fail to fulfill what we have to do, if we fail to somehow toe the line and and, uh, and observe the mitzvah kashpokha, for whatever reason, for whatever excuse we might have. And in fact, in the middle, it's actually said several times in the middle of the curses, the intel who you me carry, the lo'i saivul if you will behave very casually with me and and uh, you refuse to listen to me, then I'm going to lay a further blow upon upon you. Now, <clears throat> Rashi explains that the word carry casually as applying to one who is observant, yet his performance of mitzvahs is at best erratic and haphazard. You know, I might come to shul Monday and Thursday. I might not. I might make a minchamarev occasionally. I might listen to a shir. but there's nothing consistent. There's no fire under me. There's no absolute uh, uh, urgency that I do that I do anything. His attitude towards mitzvahs is not one of obligation, but rather of convenience and choice. Sort of, you know, if I'm in the mood of performing a mitzvah, then then I'll do it. Rabbi Moshe Sternbach writes that when his Rebbe Rav Moshe Schneider would read this Pasuk he would start to cry. He remarked that this Pasuk refers to the Jew who fulfills mitzvahs who studies Torah but it is not an obligation for him. He learns when he wants attends a shiur at will he could even be a, a yeshiva student who keeps, you know, his, his fixed times for learning and he studies during the yeshiva's designated times, but will not feel the need to learn during the holidays, during the school breaks, during Benaziman, during intercession, during holiday time. One who is not fully devoted to Torah study falls under this kind of rubric of Telchu imi carry, behaving casually with with me. And and Amartya Schneider underscored the, the the notion that these curses, these imprecations of the Tercha rebuke are not necessarily earmarked for someone who's a, a rasha, a wicked sinner, but on the contrary, for one who takes his religious observance. At will, and uh, whatever it kind of fits his fancy. Right, until t- you are male toiling in Torah is not, and sort of an added characteristic to learning, it defines one's Torah study. Without hard work, you're not really learning Torah, and he goes so far as to distinguish. Between someone who really is someone devoted to Torah and someone who's a, a student, you know, who takes a course of, of study and might even, uh, you know, get a distinction in it. One must never forget that Torah is from HaKadosh Baruch, Hu, right? Who, who is the, you know, the divine author of the Torah. And as such, demands a different attitude than one would have towards kind of, a secular, pure uh, a- academia. Uh, this is Amin Melzer, related that the Nitziv was once asked by someone about the, what, what, were the, what was the schedule of, of the Torah learning in the Belajan Yeshiva. The netziv replied that in Belajan, times were designated for eating. It was breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and sleeping. No times were designated for learning. On the contrary, one should learn all the time unless he is either eating or sleeping this is 101.9 High fm soul to soul we'll be back in a moment this is Hilchos shabbas with rabbi mushe schnurb only on 101.9 hi fm 101.9, Chai And this is Soul to Soul. Back on your radio, Erev, Shabbos, Kodesh, Parshas, we are just one week away from Chagash first, looking expectantly and excitingly towards that great day of another opportunity for us to accept and commit ourselves to, to learning Torah. But this week, we have a very, very <clears throat> important Pasha also, the Pasha of B'chukosah, the, the Pasha which we get the tremendous promises of blessing that Hashem is going to rain down upon us if we but listen and adhere ourselves to doing the mitzvot of Hashem, to learning the Torah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to following the lifestyle and Hashem really wants us to follow. And then there follows a litany of warnings of what happens if we abandon the way of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we go our own way and we refuse to listen to the warnings and the admonitions of Hashem and the various prophets that Hashem sends in various manners and forms to, to warn us. And then Hashem promises that He's going to have to throw the book at us and and discipline us. And at the very end of all those curses, we have a very, very seminal Pasuk where the Pasuk says V'zocharti. Esprisi Yaakov. I will remember the covenant that I made with Yaakov. The Af Esprisi Yitzchak. <clears throat> and also the covenant that I made with Yitzchak. The Aaf Avram Eskar. And even the covenant that I made with Avram. I will remember the Haaretz Eskar. And the land I will, I will remember. And the, the question over here is a very very important question that it seems that the Torah has turned everything around it mentions the bris first with Yaakov and then it mentions the the bris with Yitzchak and only lastly it it mentions the bris with, with Avram surely uh, the uh, what we would have expected would have been that it should be all around. We should mention first. We should mention first uh, Avram, and then we should mention the the bris with with Yitzchak, and then with with Yaakov. Why does the Torah turn it turn it around? So of course <coughs> we know what uh, Rashi says. Why they're written backwards? In other words, to say that really. Arashi says, the greatness of Yaakov alone should have been sufficient to to save you. And if some reason the greatness of Yaakov is not sufficient to save us, so then we'll join Yitzchak with him. And if the combination of Yaakov and Yitzchak is not sufficient, then Avram will add in also. He certainly is Kedai, right? And how come... He adds, how come it does it says and Eskar? How come it doesn't say the word by by remembering by Yitzhak? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need to remember Yitzhak. It says the ashes of Yitzhak, who was who was nearly brought as a as an akedah, as as a sacrifice before God, are always in front of our Kodesh Baruch Hu and he always remembers them. It doesn't need to be a special Pasuk reminding Hashem to, to, to warn us. So that's the way Rashi explains it. But we're going to try perhaps to give uh, perhaps a different uh, different expo- explanation. Let's start by asking a, a, a another couple of questions which hopefully we'll be able to address also. There's a Gemara Megillah Towards, very towards the very end of, of Megillah, that says, Rabbi Rab Shimon alazar says, Ezra, Ezra instituted for the Jewish nation that we should read uh, curses before two of the major Chagim of the year. We read the Chagim this week, uh, just a week before Shavuos, at the end of the Sefer Yikra, before Shavuos, and we read the curses that are towards the end of the Torah in Pashas Kisavai, just a Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. What's the reason? Says Abaya, and some say it's Reshlokish, in order that as the year ends, so too all the curses of the year should end should end with it. And uh, and and obviously we we uh, ask ourselves. We understand, perhaps, uh, oh, why it is that we should read the curses before Rosh Hashanah. That's really the end of the year, and and perhaps uh, yes, we would like as as the calendar year ends that all the curses that came with that year should be flushed away with the end of the of, of the year. But wait does Shavuos fit in as the end of the year that we need the klalos just before the termination of of a year? That is the second question we want to perhaps pose today. And the third question is a very, very interesting uh, discussion that's brought down by the uh, the Ran uh, on, in his commentary on Masechus Shabbos, where it says that at the time of Maimon Asinai, where, uh, where Klai Yisrael stood before Asinai and received the Torah, so it wasn't only the Jewish nation that stood before Hasinai, everything that existed in the entire world, every being that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created was there. All the animals, all the wild beasts, all the birds were there with one exception, the fish. The fish were not there. And the, 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 it seems an amazing thing. Why? were the why were the the fish single out amongst all the other creations in the world everyone else merited to be at Maimon Asina and only the fish they were kind of sort of thrown out of all the of all three camps and that needs that needs some elucidation. By the way the proof that this is true is uh Gemara, a Shabbos, where there's a discussion where Mar Bred Dravina asked Rav Nachma Yitzchak, would one be allowed to write tefillin on the skin of a kosher fish? So Rav Nachma Yitzchak answered, well, it depends. If Eliyo Anavi comes and tells us, uh, whether the the poison the impurity uh, has exited their their bodies so then they would be able to be, to be kosher if not then we cannot write film on them and the chadushia Yoran explains there that we know that that when Adam morishan uh, and and Chava committed the first uh, a sin the primeval sin so he, the, the Nachash, the primeval snake, uh, injected some kind of a spiritual poison into Chava and into everything that existed in, in the world. Now, Yisrael and everything else in the Bria that stood at HaSinai were purged of that poison. Hashem took it away. But the fish who weren't there That's why Rav Nachman Yitzchuk says, I don't know if they can be used for tefillin because I don't know if they have the requisite purity to be able to be be used because they weren't at at Hasina. So, in order to begin to explain all of this, let's bring a Medrash Rabbah on the words, If you walk in my statutes, and it brings a Pasuk, in Tehillim Kufyutes one nineteen says, t'idrochai." says, "I thought about all my ways where I want to go, but shiva and my feet took me towards your mitzvahs." And Rav Chia brings down there that I thought whether there might be brachas in the world, there might be blessings in the world. I thought there might be curses in the world. And there might be brachas from the letter aleph until the letter tuf. And there might be curses from the letter vav until the letter hey. And not only that, but it's backwards. Vav to hey. So says Rab Ovin, if... We are merited. I can turn the curses into blessings. When? That's only when you guard my, my Torah. And that's what it says. And, and we need to really understand the depth of the intention. What does it mean that the blessings were said in order that they begin with the letter Aleph and they finish with the letter Taf and the curses? was said out of out of order, right? Because the uh the like like uh you know tough shin reish kuf backwards right it starts with a letter Vav and ends with a letter hey as it brings in, in in the uh in the in the uh, in the, part of the office that by curses moishabinu said that we go backwards that we go tough shin reish kuf right Vav, Starting with Vav, going all the way through the alphabet, and ending with Hey, another side. What is it all, What does it all mean? We'll be back in a moment to try to decipher some. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a moment. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnerb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul, back on your way to Shabbos Kaidish Pasha's Bechu Kaisai. As we prepare for Shabbos Chazak, the end of Sefer VaYikra, we're also just one week away from Chag and it's so so exciting. In the last segment, we started asking a few questions. First of all, we asked that at the end of the curses, Hashem promises us to remember the treaty, and He says with Yaakov, with Yitzchak, and with Avram. And we wondered why it mentions them backwards. Secondly, we ask, the Gemara says in Megillah that we always read the curses just before the end of the year in Kitavo, which is just before Rosh Hashanah and in in Ambechukosai, uh, which is just before Shavuos. Why, says Labaya? Because just as the year ends, we want all the curses of that year to end. And we ask, okay, we understand how Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of a new year, the end of the old year. Where does Shavuos fit in as the beginning of a new of a new year then we discussed the fact that everyone was present at matantara except for the fish the fish are, for some reason were excluded from from matantara they weren't they weren't there at all they weren't even seemingly uh, invited at uh, at, uh, at at all and all these things require some kind of ex- explanation so let's begin as as follows the, the shach on the Torah tells us that why was Moshe Rabbeinu you know he went to Shamayim for 40 days and 40 nights why did it specifically have to be 40 why not more why not less So he says i'll tell you the secret because the Torah was given in Shemayim and was stored in Shemayim in the the order of Tuf Shin, Resh, Kuf. It was backwards. And the, the, the Shach repeats his words actually somewhere else, that the Torah was written in backwards letters, and it was given to my shabeno. Turned around, was given to my shabeno. Aleph, beis, gimel, gimel, adalid. And what was first what became became lost. And the uh, the alshach also brings the the same thing that that uh, uh, my shabeno uh, made a mistake. He says when building the mishkan to tell, he told B'tzalel to first build all the Kalim of the Mishkan and then the Mishkan itself. And B'tzalel we told not tell that Hashem tell you that? Surely Hashem told you first build the structure, first build the Mishkan itself, and then build the Kalim. And the truth is that Moshe abenu heard in Shomayim first, to build the Kalim and then the Mishkan. Why? Because in Shemayim, everything was backwards. Everything was Shin Shin Kof. And therefore, Abba did hear Kalim first and then the Mishkan. But when he came back down to this earth and transmitted the request to Elisha, he should have turned it around and said first mishkan and then and then Caleb and Moshe Abenu instead repeated it as that set be as that been set him in Shomayim and Bitzala said to him no that can't be what Hashem told you you can't uh, uh, make the Caleb first and obviously down here on earth it must turn around it must be it must be different first mishkan and then and then Caleb. And Moshe Benu agreed, agreed with that. That well, what, what happens in Shemaim is the opposite of what happens in this, in this, uh, in, in this world. And in fact, in Shemaim, Moshe Abinu did hear first Kaelam and then, and then Mishka. Now, in the, in the Shar Basrabim, he, he brings, he has a, a quite a lengthy essay. and he brings from various form of of, uh, great Rabbanim that in Shemayim, in fact, the Torah was written uh, backwards. And he brings from a sefer called Ir Ir Bin Yamin, which was printed in the year Taf Nun Zayin, that he explains based on what it says in the, uh, the Zayar that at the time when the world was created, all the letters Aleph, Beis, Gimel, Dalet came before Hashem, that Hashem should use them. They were the building blocks by which HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. First came the letter Taf and said, does the, does the Rabban Yishlonim want to use me to create the world? Because I am the uh, the last letter of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's own signature, ring. Hashem's signet ring is the word MS and "tough" is the last letter of the uh, of the words of the word MS. Maybe you want to create create the world with with me. So we see quite clearly that even though down here on this earth, the letter tough is the last of the letters of the Aldephase, but in Shemayim, Istuf is the first of all of all the, the letters. Right. In fact, in Tehillim it says, "Eretz M's me Eretz Titzmach, M's sprouts from the earth." Because M's really shows that the beginning, middle, and end. Aleph is the first of the letters. Uh, uh, mem is the middle, and Tav is the end. And where is that? That's Ba'aretz. That's only in this in this world, but in Shemayim it's exactly the other way around. It's Tav Mem Aleph, right? The Tav comes first, the middle, uh, the Mem in the middle, and the Aleph comes comes last. So therefore, Ice Tav comes and says, maybe you want to create the world with with me, and uh, it's also brought in the, in the Sefer uh, Batei Nefesh, that he says, quotes, "Amrabelaza, um, when Claiso Yisrael said Nase and then Nishma came out of Baskal, a heavenly voice, and said to them, them, 'Mi Gilalavani Ruzet? Who revealed the secret to my to my children? Shemalchi This is the secret of, of the angels.'" As it says, Baruch Hashem Malach of they first do what Hashem wants, and then Lishmaya, then they hear what it is they want to do. First they do, and then they and then they listen. So in other words, when Klai said, "We'll do first before Nishma," it proves that in fact, uh, performance is even greater than than learning. I so they ask, but it says. In the Gemara in in Shabbos, that Rabbanon said Rab Yeshua ben, uh, 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 ben to to Yeshua ben ben Levi, that some children just came to the of Medrash and they said amazing things. They said that that amazing things that have never been heard even from the time of Yeshua ben Nun. What did they say? They said Aleph Beis, which stands for Aleph Bina. First thing is to understand, and then Gimel dalis is gimol dalim, to Chesed to poor people. So we see from the order of the letters, right? We see that that uh, uh, learning Aleph binak that learning comes first, even before doing doing mitzvahs. So he explains that in Shemayim, there the letters by the Malachim is. Backwards, Tufshin shin and therefore by them, so Misa, the preparedness to do comes before even learning, and that's what it says in Maseches Shabbos that Klai so that stood on Sinai, they were no longer affected by the poison of the primeval uh, a snake, and they went back to the level of Malachim. And therefore, we understand that why they said Naseh before Nishma, because they were then living on a world of Malachim, who do things the other way around. But in this world, where the order of the letters is Aleph, Be'ez, gimel, Dalit, so there the order is first Aleph, Bina, first learn, first understand what you have to do, and then get on with actually actually, uh, doing it. Right and the and the Shabbat Shabbat adds that he brings a, a proof for this concept. From that which it says, the Gemara in Sanhedrin tells the story of Belshazzar, who who saw the handwriting the, the proverbial handwriting on the wall, and there were written several words on the on the on the wall, and he didn't know how to how to uh, how to decipher what was written. And there's an argument in the Gemara what actually was written there. And Rav Yochanan says that the Malach Gavriel wrote the letters Aleph nun mem, Aleph nun mem, Lamed kuf Tav, nun yud samach resh pave Vav, and Daniel Explained that what it means is he turned the letters around and says, Minom Takal O Parson. right? That Daniel turned the letters around from end from end to beginning because Daniel uh, had had this secret revealed to him that you have to in Shemayam, we read things backwards, right? That it's exactly the opposite of the way it's done, it's done down, down, uh, down here and uh, that's why it also says by by Bilam but when Bilam wanted to curse the Jews so it says by hashem, hashem put words in the mouth of of Bilam and the gemar sanhedrin uh, says that Hakadosh Baruch Hu put a malach into Bilam's mouth in uh in, to, to warn uh, Balak that he wouldn't be able to curse to curse at all Right? And then uh, the obvious question is, how does Rabbi Lazar prove this? Because what, what, what we're saying, it's well understood. Because Tysis there asked in Abad-Azara, how could Bilam curse at the moment that a Baruch Hu gets angry? And what and, uh, and says, he could say one word, Kalem, destroy them. And uh, Hakadosh Baruch Hu turned the word around, mem, turned it around and make it make it the word melech, as it says ushuas melech boy. In other words, Hakadosh Baruch Hu turned the klala into a bracha, and from the word kalem, destroy, it became the word melech. So we have to agree that this was a malach who who did that because that is the the, the very essence of a malach who comes from the oilam that by him all the letters are the other way around and therefore when bilam wanted to grab that moment to curse khala with a with the word kalem destroy them so the the, the malach spoke those letters Backwards and said the word malach, uh, uh, that word Malach, in in uh, instead, and that's how the hidden were 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 saved. Now the 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 Gemara in in Shabbos says, Amrav Chista, the writing on the luchas could be read one way and could be read the other way. Right, as that's what it says, nevuv luchos. It could be read either, either, either way, from from both sides. So we see that from from that it could be read basically backwards and forwards in this world and in the in the world. Right? Why was it? Why were the why were the Luchos written in in that uh, in that way? One side, it would be written the letters in Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalit. And the other side will be written in the order of Tafshin, Reish, Kuf. And this teaches us, says the Ber Mayim Chaim, we know that when the letters are written forwards, that denotes the Mid of Hashem's mercy. And when they're read backwards, that is uh, talking about uh, Midas Hadin. And uh, in fact, uh, many, many agree, agree to, to to that. And therefore, that that's why the Luchas were given in this way one side they were written uh from tough shin Reish kuf backwards and the other side was written alefez gimel dalet in order to reveal to b'nei Shil the incredible power of lima taira that we have the ability to turn midas adin strict justice into midas Arachim. In other words, to turn around the order of the letters of Tavshin Reish Kuf into the letters of Aleph Be'ez Gimel Dalet and please God to sweeten the judgments and to, to invoke the Midah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and have Hashem pour down on us his tremendous Shefa of Bracha. And that's what it says, that if someone has a headache, he should learn Torah. If his whole body is sore, he should learn. He should learn Torah, because all the aches and all the tzaras and all the suffering are only because when a person did not shalom, So then he has the power. He turns around the world to meet a sadin, and then the letters go go backwards. They go back to tufshin reish kuf, because that arouses the judgments. In, in this world, and when a person is learning Torah and 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 expressing words of Torah, then they get written in the correct order of Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalit, and therefore all the terrible judgments get torn up, and Akhar pours down on us his Mida of of, uh, of of blessing, and that's why Shmuel says, to you read the in 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 Erevin." Open your mouth and read the words. Don't just uh, learn Torah silently. Open and say the words. And the more we say the words, that brings out, and we're saying it in, in the correct order, then it creates Chaim, it creates life, and it creates uh, uh, a Rachman. That through lima Torah, we can even to, to long lives and to all kinds of all kinds of health. And that's why uh, it comes from the fact that when we when we're doing the straight thing, then the letters of, of the other Torah go go straight, go straight also. Now we understand why it is why we say that the brachas are from Aleph to Tav, and the klalas are from Vav to Hey, right? And they're backwards. And Rav Oven told us that I can turn all the klalas into brachas. Right? When we learn Torah and we do the will of of, of, uh, of, of Baruch Because, as we said, all the curses, all, all the tzaris, all the suffering comes because we, through our, our, our bad activities, have turned the letters around back to the original way of Tafshin Reis And therefore, the Klalas begin with the letter Vav and end with the letter He, because that's the order of Tafshin Reis and therefore, there are terrible, terrible suffering and terrible curses, and that continues to exist. Right? That the only way to turn it around, to turn the kolos into brachas, is when we fulfill imbukukasai We follow the mitzvahs, and, the, and we're almost and we're working hard in the Torah of That straightens out all the letters in the order of Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalet, and then all the judgments are taken are taken uh, uh, away. And that's why it says, and then Yitzchak, and then Avraham, and the land, because since this Pasuk is written right in the middle of the curses, where that's Midas Hadin, that's coming into this world because of, our, our terrible Averis. So then everything is backwards. And Yaakov comes first, then Yitzchak, and then and then Avram. And therefore also, we understand the Gemara in, in Megillah, that the reason why we read the curses in Vayikra before Shavuos is so that the year and its curses should end because that is the power of Kabbalah Satayra every single year on Shavuos with a a new energy, with with a new resolve, that through that itself, we can fulfill the concept that all the curses of the entire year can be annulled, can be turned around by us learning Torah. We can turn all the letters... That are, that are in the backwards alphabet of Tavshin Reish Kuf and turn it back into Aleph Beis Gimel Dalet and through that we are zayche to all the brachas and to all the, the Shefa of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Midas HaRacham Midas and, uh, and therefore as we approach the, 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 the Chag of, uh, of Shavuos so we know we know what the uh what the uh says that Hashem originally wanted to create the worlds with Mida Sadin. In other words, that it should just be Tavshin Reishkov. But when he saw that the world couldn't exist with that, so Hashem uh, joined in also the Mida Sarah of Alaf Gimel, Gimel Dalet. And it's this constant battle, and we have the ability through every word of Torah we learn, through every mitzvah we do, through every tefillah that we utter to turn the tide of bat- that battle, to ensure that things don't go back to the archaic old ways of the letters that are, that are backwards and, and cursing and suffering and terrible things. We can be this year on Shavuz, by us an undertaking with new resolve and new energy and new enthusiasm to commit and devote ourselves to the learning of Torah that we're going to keep the, broad, the world on the straight and narrow and be to so all the blessing all the outpouring of Hashem's greatness for us, for our children and for all generations. This is 101.9 FM Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a moment with our halachic segment. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnub only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM soul to soul back on your radio. Kadesh As we get ready for our entry into Khayish Seven and prepare for Chag Shvur Chag is is only one week Away, as we ready ourselves for that grand day, we will once again stand at the foot of our Sinai and have the potential, have the right, and the the privilege of accepting Hashem's Torah and committing ourselves to to the Torah. As we always do at this portion of our show, we always want to bring you the important details you need to know for this coming Shabbos. So we're getting really, really early. We're getting to some of the, almost to some of the shortest Shabbos' of the year. So if you really organized, you can light your candles this afternoon already at 418. 418 is the earliest time to light your, your candles. And it'd be great if you can do it. Really settle down and, and kind of really lower yourself into, into a, a nice comfortable pose. And get ready to welcome Shabbos, Hamalka, the Shabbos Queen, and really make her part of our lives, kind of, kind of merge ourselves into the Avira, into the atmosphere, into the spirit, into the beauty of, of Shabbos. From 418, you can, you can do it the latest time. For benching lick, for lighting Shabbos candles this week is at 5.07. Seven minutes past five is the latest time you can do it and you're really gonna have to hurry a bit to get everything organized and everything ready for that, that, uh, <clears throat> that time. The absolute latest time, Shkia, then is at 25 minutes past five. That again, as always, is injury time. Really, if you're desperate and you need to get something done during those last few minutes, you may, but really, let's get organized. Let's start our Shabbos, even on these early Shabbos's, <clears throat> with a little bit of forethought, with a little bit of organization. We can make sure we're ready on time, dress, light the candles and, and settle into the, to the warm atmosphere of of, uh, of Shabbos. If you want to be able to daven, Myrev and not have to repeat the Shman essay, so even before quarter to six by 5.43, if you're ready, Davin Myrev, that's night and you can sit down and, uh, Davin, say Shema, and then really just join the family in a beautiful long, uh, Friday evening. Hopefully it'll be warm. Hopefully not as rainy as it was last Friday, Friday night. And and really just mellow down and enjoy and enjoy the Shabbos, the penultimate Shabbos before before Chag, before Chag Tomorrow, of course, we read the final Pasha of Sefer Vayikra, Pasha's Bukhukaisai, which of course has the tremendous blessings that Akashboku promises to shower on us if we do his will and the other side of the coin if unfortunately we find ourselves wanting in in that area there are all sorts of terrible predictions of what could of what could uh, happen but the the even that section ends with a ringing confidence that no matter what has happened no matter how far we have strayed no matter how Often we've broken our side of the treaty and the covenant that we have with our Kaddish Baruch Hu and done things that are clearly reprehensible. Hashem has never rejected us. Hashem has never thrown us out. Hashem has never abandoned us and never will, never will, will do so. So we really need Pashem Kaisai because it's the last uh, pasha of the book of, vaikra Vayikra. We say chazak, chazak at the end, at the end of it, which is always a big simcha when we're able to have finished a whole safer of, of the five s'forim of the Torah. And especially if we've managed to go through it and learn each pasha and gone through the Rashi, then it's especially a, a simcha and, and enjoy. In addition, this Shabbos, of course, is Shabbos Mabarachim. We are getting ready for Rosh Chodesh Sivan. Rosh Chodesh Sivan will be Be'ez HaShem on Monday night and Tuesday, ushering in the month of Sivan, and of course the days of preparation before Shavuos, perhaps for many the end of the morning period, so we can have a haircut, so we can get ready, we can maybe even listen to music uh, uh, as, as we prepare for, for, Chag, for Chag HaShavuos. So Shabbos and Baruchim. Oh, and uh, with Rosh Kodesh on Tuesday we will still say avrahamim because we are still in the sphere period and still quite cognizant of many of the tragedies that took place during this time even Besides the death of all of Rabbi Akiva's Tamid, and many many other things, the Himaliki uh, massacres, the 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 Crusades, many of that took place during this during this terrible terrible period. So it's, it's the Pashav, it's the normal Haftarah, and then Shabbos Nevarim. This afternoon or tomorrow afternoon, we will, Beis Hashem, be reading the fifth Perak. Of Perchias, this is the fifth Shabbos between Pesach and Shavuot, so we read the fifth uh, uh, Perak and Shabbos Kodesh ends at five fifty-eight, two minutes before six o'clock. We're closing in on the earliest cl- uh, ending time for for Shabbos, but. Don't be too depressed. As we say, it's a very special week. We get Rosh Chodesh. We're going into the three days of preparation for Shavuos. And of course, next week we have a bumper weekend. We have Shabbos, Pashas, Bamidbar. And we go straight from there into Shavuos on Sunday and Monday. So it's going to be a really, really great, great weekend, a great opportunity to have a tremendous, tremendous uh, 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 upsurge in our connection with our Kodesh Baruch Hu and in our commitment to want to to want to grow. We are dealing with the meals of of Shabbos. So let's talk about for a second that of course uh, after a meal on Shabbos, particularly since the meals on Shabbos are, are required to contain bread, so at the end of each meal we're gonna to have to say the Brichasamas, we're gonna to have to say the benching. And our ghazal instituted to add in the benching on Shabbos, a special paragraph, a special request in honor of Shabbos that begins with the words "Ritei Right, desire us and 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 give us relief, give us give us a, a kind of comfort, strengthen us, and in this paragraph, we ask Hashem, Hashem, please consider our resting desirable for you. And by fulfilling the mitzvah of Shabbos, we should merit to be able to keep Shabbos without any pain, without any despair. And since this is such a, a request, so Chazal instituted to say it in the third Brocha. The bracha begins with rachem, because that third bracha is also a, a request. Right? We ask Hashem to have mercy on us and to rebuild the base, the base of Mikdash, right? And in order to go back then to the general topic of the bracha, so we end off with a request about Yerushalayim, that Hashem should we rebuild Yerushalayim and bring, and bring the Geula and then we end off the blessing uvine Yerushalayim. Now, if a person forgot to say the, the, the paragraph of Ritzei and he remembers before he begins the next bracha of Baruch the next bracha so Chazal instituted a special bracha that you could say at that point, which starts with the words, Baruch HaTo'Hashem, like in the She-Nosan Shabbos, like in the gave us Shabbosness of rest, La'am Yisrael Ba'Ava, with love, La'oys, with labris, as a sign in the covenant, and we end off, Baruch HaTo'Hashem, MeKadosh HaShabbos, and then you carry on with the normal rest of the of the benching. If you already began the bracha of HaTo'Va HaMetiv, And now you remember that you didn't say Ritzay. So, unfortunately, you're going to have to go back and repeat the entire Birch HaMuzlan. Because that's what our our Chachamim instituted, that you must mention in the Birch on Shabbos something to do with with, with Shabbos. And if you haven't, then you have not fulfilled your obligation of, of, uh, of, of benching. Now, this only applies to the first two meals on, on Shabbos. No, was the Friday night meal and what we call lunch, the first meal on on Shabbos on Shabbos Day, because there it's an obligation to eat bread according to everybody. And therefore, uh, since you have to eat bread, you're therefore obligated afterwards to say Birchasamazan. However, if you forgot to mention uh Ritzei, in in Shlish, in the third meal, you would not have to go and repeat the benching because, at least uh, after the fact, with you could fulfill the mitzvah of of sudashlichit as we said by having some cake etc. and therefore you're not absolutely obligated to make uh, a bruchas hamazon and therefore if you forgot to say Ritze, you don't have to repeat the the benching. Uh, on uh, for Shal for, for Shudders. We're going to come back with the last few comments in a moment or two. This is 101.9 High FM. The program is Soul to Soul, and this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnerb, only on 101.9 High FM. One Point Nine one point nine FM this is, sold to sell on your radio, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Pashas Kaisai, one week before Shavuos, just a few days before Rosh Chodesh, seven, and the end of our morning of the sphere period. We are talking about Shabbos meals, and we're talking about the benching of Shabbos, Will we mentioned that the first two meals, i.e. the Friday night meal, and sort of your first meal you have on Shabbos day, where there's an obligation to eat Bread, therefore, if you did not say Rutse in the benching and you already start the next bracha, you need to go back and repeat the entire benching. However, we said by Shah shudas, by the third meal, since on at least on a on a contingency level, you're not obligated to eat bread. Therefore, you would not have to go back and repeat the, the, the Sh'mon Esrei. Similarly, um, if, let's say, one forgot to say yalevi we're talking about additions. So if you forgot to say yalevi in your benching, let's say on, on Rosh Chodesh or on, let's say, Cholomoyed, so, there on those days, since the, again, there's no obligation to eat bread, it's a good thing, it's very important to do, but this one's you know, not obligated to eat bread on those days. So, therefore, again, you wouldn't have to go back and uh, and repeat the benching if you forgot Yalav Yavoi. If someone began to eat Sudashli shit before sunset and finished it, way into the night so we said you still can say rotate uh, when you bench because we go after when did you start the meal if you started the meal on shabbos then it's it's appropriate to still say retzai in 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 benching if you have a situation if as we had last month if our shodesh comes out on Motzei Shabbat, so then there's a whole discussion whether or not or what you should actually mention in Berachat Amazon. Do you still say say and uh, and then do you say Yavah, Yav, because it's ready after night, and therefore, uh, in order to avoid the problem, it's actually best to on on the, that week to eat a little bit. Earlier, so that you don't eat any bread after Shabbos is, is actually over, and then according to everybody, you'll be able to say, "Riteh," uh, and not have to worry about uh, saying "Yalviyava" since you didn't eat bread at a time when it was already the the time that it could have been could have been uh, a Rosh Chodesh. and very important has to know, and it's and it's uh, it happens so often. It's that's why it's such a good thing, to say the benching out loud, as a family, to sing it, because then you're much, much more likely to remember to say everything you need to say and not to, to forget everything. And sometimes... Even if, unfortunately, your mind may not be with it, but your mouth is mouthing the words, your throat is singing the tunes, and therefore, if everyone else is saying "ritse," even if your mind is not fully concentrated, you probably will say it with them uh, also. And therefore, even if, if you bench out loud with the family and afterwards, you actually can't remember, did I or didn't I say say?" we can assume you sang along with everybody else, and you probably did say it. Well, that's about all the time. We have this week, so I'm just going to take the opportunity, first of all, to thank every single one of you for joining us, for being part of our radio family, for hopefully learning and something, getting inspired, getting ready for, for Shabbos with, a, with, a, with an excitement, with a, with a brand, with a with a fire, with an energy, with an enthusiasm, and therefore, I'll just take this moment to wish every single one of you, you and your families, and all that you love and care about a beautiful, warm and inspiring good shop.